now let's wrap it up with our general 2020 thoughts so i'm gonna say this um i wrote down because i'm very petty uh the the actual category was general 2020 thoughts so i put it, it's 2021 chef um but 2021 <laughs> was kind of uh it was actually a year of not horrible music for the most part um and i think i i need to get back into my korean li k-pop listening habits but other than that i just thought it was a year that if you look past all the scandals music wise it was pretty solid it was i feel it was a step up from 2020 which was also kind of a step up from 20 from 2019 um it wasn't as boring that's for sure now in terms of everything else as a whole yeah k-pop was kind of ghetto there was a lot of stuff happening that was just absolute garbage and unfortunately k-pop only got more popular and because of that we got more think pieces about how they these idols are gonna save the western world from all of the corruption um and i i'm very tired <sighs> of the propaganda i i was looking through some of my responses from last year about you know general 2020 thoughts and um i made a prediction that the the k-pop propaganda is just going to keep getting worse and it has gotten worse and it's expanded beyond you know groups of bts and it's expanded to these you know more niche groups and these smaller groups um and i think people are i think people are i, I do think in terms of going forward as we move on that propaganda is is not is going to have less of an effect and i do think that a lot of what how the how these how k-pop has blown up so much i think that a lot of it what is going to start to mellow out a lot i have this very weird theory and nat and ash can tell you all i have this theory that thailand is about to pop off now i do i'm not saying that their music scene is going to pop off i think that's that's not really in the cards but i do think that their entertainment scene in general is going to pop off and you guys remember i predicted the same thing with k k-pop and k-dramas and k-entertainment and look what happened with squid game and all of these korean films getting greenlit and a lot of that is thanks in large part to parasite being such an ex a success but honestly even before parasite we need to give old boy her flowers because old boy was such a hit that they tried to remake it in America and it was trash. So, yeah, so people, people don't want to give her her flowers. Or if you, you know, you look at some of the, I feel we are entering into, you know how entertainment goes through these, every great entertainment empire goes through certain um, beats, right? So if you look at um, the American entertainment industry and you look at old Hollywood and the golden age of American film and television and exporting culture, I feel like America reached the pinnacle of its influence in the late 90s, early 2000s across the world in terms of entertainment. Um, and which makes sense. I feel that was the last time entertainment was amazing, right? That was the last time you saw people selling 10 million albums going diamond. And, and that's the last time Grammys meant something. That was the last time that, you know what? You know, it's kind of weird. I was going to say that was the last time BET Awards mean some, meant something. But <laughs> honestly, I feel like BET Awards mean more in 2021 than a Grammy does. 
like a I, I mean clearly not to bts but yes <laughs> but i'm talking about yeah. in terms of artists i respect yeah i feel mm-hmm. the artists i respect are more likely going to get a bet award than a grammy yeah, yeah. if that That's makes true. sense yeah. So, um, and I and I wonder. I don't know if that says something about the Grammys or not. But um, point is, is I I feel when we look at these major industries, even Japan. So Japan went through this as well with the golden age of anime, which I don't know if anime is ever going to leave its golden age because Attack on Titan no. is still the best anime ever I've ever and watched. I mean, I show mean, I've ever watched. I feel like Demon people's... Slayer. Love everybody loves Demon everybody Slayer. loves yeah. Demon Slayer. Like I've not watched it, but. Said that anime has actually kind of increased in like its presence in the West as far as it being a thing. I remember I was listening to this gaming podcast and this girl was, yeah, you can go to Hot Topic and get um, Hero My Hero Academia shirts. And you'll just see kids walking around wearing My Hero Academia shirts or, you know, Boruto or whatever. And it's just normal. You know, anime used to be this niche thing. It's, oh, you're a nerd or you're into weird stuff, but it's as normal as Saturday morning cartoons now. Well, I think it's also now, like really weird to me. Yes, agreed. Because now you can get anime on Netflix, Hulu. You don't have to have uh, the bootleg streams from Japan. <laughs> or, or, you know, one of my favorite things with manga, right? You can get manga pretty much anywhere now. Um, but yeah, point being... I think that if you, the there's really no industry that's immune to kind of, you know, fading from the limelight. Um, and, and that's different for every industry, depending on what your height was. That's what your, that's going to determine what your dimming of your light looks. So if your height was as big, a good example of this is if your height was as big as Britney Spears, you're always going to be popular because Britney Spears at the height of her career was a superstar. You know what I yeah. mean? Something that we can't even conceptualize in terms of the, the pop girls these days. But if your height was, I don't know, Keisha Cole <laughs> or um, I, I can't really think of a lot of celebrities that oh, one hit wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah, your Jennifer star Page. is going to fade. Who? So Jennifer Page dropped the song Crush the same time I remember that Britney, her. I love that song. I still listen to it. But she dropped that song literally the same time that Britney dropped Baby One More Time. And the media tried to paint them as rivals. But one person was a one-hit wonder and the other was Britney Spears. So, you also, know. their two songs are completely different and they had two yeah. completely different styles. Yeah, and Britney was more teeny bop while Jennifer Crush had more of a mature vibe. But, you know, no, no. It was still very much pop you know um so it wasn't like, like adult still, contemporary not quite it was still a bit more it was upbeat i still love that song great for karaoke but uh yeah mm-hmm. she no, she definitely wasn't doing genie in a bottle christina or any or you know the Mandy uh, moores and, and jessica simpson she definitely wasn't that type of artist either got it um, okay so yeah. that's tell that's a really great that's so what i'm trying to say is instead of being the britney spears <laughs> k-pop is the jennifer whoever <laughs> no, jennifer yes i love k-pop but i'm not gonna pretend i'm not gonna pretend when we when we talk about the height of the industry i'm not gonna pretend like height ha- reached for example the height of the japanese music industry right yeah. which you, i don't know about y'all but i 
sometimes I'll just want to listen to uh, anime OSTs and you'll start looking at these videos and there are just concert halls sold out of people performing anime OSTs or the original bands. Have you seen the Attack on Titan performances and they're all doing the salute? And they organized that if I was younger when Attack on Titan came out and I saw that, I would honestly join that cult. I'm not going to lie. Because it really, <laughs> it, it really comes across, it comes across that. And, you know, in a song, I don't know if the word is society. Yeah, like that part. And they put their arm on their like chest, the soldiers in Attack on Titan. And they're all wearing the uniforms. Come on. I watched that. Okay, so I'm thankful that I'm this age because I would definitely be susceptible to some of this if I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for telling us that you would definitely join a cult in that. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. I think I, 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 I'm not saying K-pop is not quality and I'm not saying K-pop is not great because obviously I listen to K-pop, but I'm saying that if you look at the popularity of K-pop and how it's going versus other music industries for a second the british music industry was kind of popping but we we threw her away very quickly so i think if you look at the 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 peaks and the valleys and and it's gonna be cyclical of course um it, it hasn't reached no it hasn't the become type of yeah, you were saying with Britney Spears, everyone, my father is 78 years old, and he knows who Britney Spears, he's a 70 year old black man, and he knows who Britney Spears is, and he's probably right. could not tell you any of her songs, what they sound, but he knows who she is, right? Knows, he knows her who name, she, right? Knows her name, he knows what she looks, he knows, she knows, he knows she had legal problems and all this stuff. So it's that kind of where it kind of infiltrates every part of like, everyday Culture. life. Culture, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, like people were talking about armies. I don't think they do anymore. But BTS fans were talking about, oh, they should perform at the Super Bowl. Was, you really do not want your guys to do that. Whoa, there. Because like, they have not reached that cultural point where they could go and perform at a huge cultural event, the Super Bowl number one. Right. And for people to look at them and be like, yeah, they deserve to be there. And also knowing how nationalistic jingoistic people are in this country how racist they are it would not it would not it, well. they would not survive the, the no. so they could possibly get away with a different sport but football is the american sport right, right. that no and, and 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 so and also too another thing that i want to mention with that is in many ways k-pop is not really a thing to people so to give you an example what i'm talking about whenever i talk to my mom about k-pop she almost always conflates it with a particular group that I'm into at that moment. So she'll be like, oh, that's that K-pop you listen to. Or that K she it's not she doesn't think of it as it's a, a, a genre of that many groups of it is like, K-pop is its own group. It's a group called K-pop. Yeah, most people just <laughs> what you say to add? <laughs> oh sorry, did not say something. Um no no no, 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 no. um yeah no I Oh, you know, I'm going to say something afterwards because I think I have a couple of points to touch on that I agree with. Oh. But like, like, <laughs> like, I, I wanted to stress that. But so what were you going to say, Ash? <laughs> oh, I was saying that's how I, I feel most people because BTS is the biggest K-pop group and right now the biggest group in the world that people basically look at BTS and like, okay, that's K-pop. And they see BTS and their boy group. Boy groups do not get taken seriously. Um, they do not get taken seriously with the type of English music that they're putting out. Um, 
and unfortunately with the type of image that they have, especially. Um, so people, especially people in Western countries, like America and stuff, automatically look at that and they just, you know, it's you look at something and you just automatically throw it away in your mind. It's okay, that's for teenagers or that's for people that that Korean stuff or whatever. It's not really accepted as, okay, this is just a part of culture now. That's not... Ye- I you know, feel like, that I, I feel I feel in, in that I want you to say what you're gonna say. I just want to add on to that just one tiny thing as you said, in many ways to a lot of people, BTS is K-pop and K-pop is BTS. It's synonymous. And it's it and if you try to tell them, no, there's this group called Seventeen, or no, there's this group called Blackpink, they'll be like, I, I don't know what you're saying. I thought K-pop was the group. And it's we we need to start over because <laughs> this conversation's <laughs> not going anywhere, you know? Nope. And <laughs> And, and and on top of all that, just to kind of cap that, what I was going to say about that office, it, it has not reached a level of cultural relevance as K-dramas and K-movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it will, I don't think K-pop, if you ask people today, what is Squid Game? They, are, they know what Squid Game is. Even if mm-hmm. it's trash, they know what it is. If mm-hmm. you ask them, you know, do you, they know, they can tell you the difference between different Korean um, shows and movies, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they could do the same thing with K-pop bands. Mm-hmm. Only from my personal experience. But Nat, I'm really curious as to what you want, want to tell. Yeah, so I do want to just confirm and just say from my own experience as well. My mom, honestly, every time she asks about K-pop, it's, it's oh, those are the seven guys that you like. And it's usually BTS <laughs> because she assumes, I think she thinks there's only one group with seven members. One group, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I definitely agree with that. But I wanted to say specifically with the other markets, what makes K-pop very different is that K-pop is not self-sustaining in Korea. It's not mm-hmm. a self-sustaining. Yes. Not, it, they Eng, In England, all those groups, they, I mean, it's great when they get American recognition, but they don't need it. The Saturdays made million, a million dollars alone in their career. And they or were take like that. a group. Yeah. They don't make their multimillionaires. Yeah. They don't need outside markets. I mean, it's great. And right. it, it definitely adds to their wallets, but they don't need it because they have a sustainable market. Same thing with Japan. Japan was very much closed border because they could sustain their own, you know, animation and um, music and drama markets. Korea cannot do that. The, the Korean cost, I don't know if it's, if, if, I just know, I think they've, they've basically stretched themselves out because of the Hailu wave, obviously, and now with this American expansion. If any, most of these groups, if they had to solely depend on the Korean market, they would not make it. They would all have to disband, to be quite honest, because most mm-hmm. Koreans are not even checking for K-pop that anyways. It really is young kids a lot of the time, uh, and then adults here or there, um, and then the foreign markets. Mm-hmm. That's it. I so I think had... that will hurt them. That definitely hurts them, I think, personally. Sorry. I feel so bad, but everything you say is so on point. And I've had many a conversation with a lot of Koreans who are my age and slightly older. And it's very much that. And when I say Koreans, I mean people who are born and raised in Korea. I don't mean Korean Americans. I don't think I've ever even had a conversation about K-pop with a Korean American person. But uh, which also tells you something, because I I, if you think if you really want to think about that, right, 
Black Americans can probably tell you something about Black music from different parts of the world. For example, even if it's in a really messed up kind of way, for example, Bob Marley, uh, Black Americans wouldn't know who that is, right? Mm -hmm. And Black Americans wouldn't know who a lot of West Indian artists are. But I, you do not see that type of like thing with Korean Americans in my experience. And I'm not talking about, I'm not trying to stereotype them. I'm just saying in my experience, right? I feel with the, some of the Korean friends I had, it's just more like you said with in within Korea too, K-pop just is not taken seriously. So they're like, nah, why would I listen to that? And I think some of them even are kind of put off by the fact that Korean identity is being tied so closely to that. To K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, to K-pop. Yes. Um, so the only person, the only people I know that are all super nationalistic, obsessed with being patriotic about their country. But go on, yeah. Nat. Uh, no, I was going to uh, say as well too that one of the things that I think is really hurting it, and I don't think it's just K-pop's fault, to be quite honest, uh, is that there's a Korean woman who makes TikTok videos, right? And she mm-hmm. mentioned that she can't even use the word "opa" anymore with her older you know male friends and, and relatives because it's been fetishized so much by fans mostly of k-pop obviously but also like i would lump in k-dramas as well too because opa culture is very big with that and mm-hmm. so i think that there, these are the negative sort of repercussions that we're seeing a lot of the time with how koreans can you know like yeah it's great you know people know where Korea, South Korea is, and you know, people want to visit and stuff like that. But culturally, it is not the because people are not sincere, I think. I think we're, we're yeah. seeing a lot of just like I think especially in K-pop and you know, we're a K-pop podcast, is that we're seeing that person who was very passionate about stray kids. We're seeing a lot of very segmented fans, you know, who only their fan. They don't like the genre. They don't really like the people or the culture. And they show it with a lot of the things that they say and do, um, you know, that's like anti-other groups. You even see that within the group itself. Yeah. So you're oh, seeing yeah. a lot of this behavior. And as I said, I think it is the full Hailu wave, obviously. But, you know, I feel that a lot of, there's a lot more, like, from my experience, okay, I do think that there's a lot more genuine interest in dramas in Korean yes. movies and things like that mm-hmm. than there is in K-pop. And yeah. I love K-pop well, he, bits. So, I mean, I, I'm, I, that's just what I see. I'm so glad you said that because the one thing I noticed in the difference between, as I've been going through my Thai drama journey, yes, I've been going <laughs> through a journey. Um, what, The one thing that I've noticed is with dramas, uh, K-dramas, right, versus um, K-pop, the interest is in the stories that are being told, whereas K-pop is not. So the interest is in the actual product that's being sold. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. in K-pop, the interest is in the people, mm-hmm. not the product they're selling. So the interest is not usually in the music solely, right? I mean, people will say that to sort of make themselves feel better, but it's not usually only in the music, which is not nothing wrong. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But what I'm saying is the interest tends to be in the actual idols. I want it. It's okay to, I think it's okay to idols and I mean, they're, they're celebrities, right? They're there for you to like, right? But I think it does obviously get very extreme to the point where it's like not the normal interest in, oh, this person just is funny or this person, for example, if I like an actor, it's because I like his work. 
a lot of the people when that asked me earlier do you follow any of bts on instagram i don't follow any k-pop idols at all the only time I get to see people on Instagram that I'm following is through Nyan, right? Because that's our podcast. I follow actors that I like because I like their work. You see what I'm saying? For me mm-hmm. personally, I try to, I tend to tie it back to something because I just have a hard time liking somebody who I feel doesn't have talent. And I, and <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's pretty obvious if you see who I voted for the worst everything. But I feel that too, and especially too, and I've read several takes on this, where BTS's uh, popularity and K-pop as a whole popularity kind of was um, expanded partially and due to the pandemic and the fact that people were at home. And I've seen people specifically write online say, oh, I was home, I had nothing to do. And I fell into the BTS rabbit hole and here I am Mm -hmm. and I'm an army now. And it's just, I do feel since those things, those two things have, K-pop in general has a big online presence, you know, social media, it's there for people, you know, with the pandemic and everything, they can't go out, they can't see their friends. You, you kind of have that opportunity to bring in more people. And as you know, hopefully we get out to some kind of normalization with this um it'll be interesting to see how that you know affects k-pop's popularity or the how you wave or whatever and you know what honestly that's a really good point because i remember earlier this year when i started getting into thai dramas one thing that i just so it doesn't seem like we're, i'm just picking on k-pop one thing i noticed was um so there's these two thai actors bright and win and they acted in a bl together and the reason why this is i'm bringing this up is because bright and win are probably the most famous thai bl actors probably thai actors in general because of this one show they did that came out right when COVID hit. So everybody was at home, everybody, nobody had anything to do. And they happened to find this drama that they were in and they watched it and they were, oh, Bright's hot, Wind's hot. And Bright and Wind popped off. And the reason why I'm mentioning them is because obviously you guys know I love Bright. I think he's so fine. But I'm also mentioning (laughs) them because um, Recently, Bright and Wynn were invited to one of those Korean K-pop music shows and every, it was a huge deal because everybody was like, this has never happened before. Why is this happening? And I was reading all of the reactions to this and everything. And there were a lot of people who were genuine fans of Thai dramas, like not just Bright and Wynn or BL or whatever, but Thai dramas in general, who were a little bit, this is kind of crazy. Bright and Wynn's fans are, uh, because the, their fans are literally called Bright Wynn's. <laughs> they're, they're armies. They're the armies of Thai, Thai drama. They're the armies of Thai drama. And I thought that was so interesting how people were connecting it back to when COVID first hit was when this show came out and it popped off. And it's so weird because no other show has popped off the way their show popped off. Their show, if you go on YouTube right now, their show has 21 million views, which is a lot. It might not sound a lot, but that is a lot of views for a Thai drama. A drama. You know what I mean? Not a music video, yeah. <laughs> not a music yeah. video. And, and, and it's just so weird because Bright was not is not a good actor. I hate to say it, but he's not. And Bright and Wynn are not known actors. Wynn, I think this was his first acting role. So everybody was, okay, this feels a little manufactured. And it's not really manufactured. It's more so that people were bored and yeah. they got a lot of fans. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I see what Ash is coming from with a lot of people fell in the BTS rabbit hole. 
And honestly, I think people might be falling out of certain rabbit holes that they fell into during quarantine. For some reason, Brighton Wins fans are still very strong, probably because of F4. Now that I think about it, they they just had a drama. I don't know. Ash, are you familiar with Boys Over Flowers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is so there a Thai they, version? There's a, yeah, there's a Thai version that literally just came out and it's called F4. Oh. Um, and Bright and Wynn are like two of the stars in the show or of whatever. Course. So that's probably why they still have their popularity because they're still doing a lot of work. But um, I just think it's really interesting because I do think that the bubble is going to burst. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I agree. I think that the one economies are failing everywhere. Um, everywhere. Two, two, I think that, you know, if we go into another time where people cannot tour and they can't have five fan signs and things like that because the numbers are going back up again, that's going to prevent a lot of groups from suffering already. And that's going to cause even more suffering. And I think that's also why ATs is forcing and, and try not backing down from this tour next month uh, because they are from a smaller agency. So they don't, you know, at JYPE, you, you have twice as money to fall back on. They don't really have that kind of security so i think that is also benefiting or sorry it's motivating them you know continuing with this court this concert and this tour and i think that a lot of groups are going to find more um creative ways to make money (laughs) i think because as i said the numbers are going back up and it's like we're gonna have to have boosters every six months because of mutations and things like that well and the hype they already have their contingency plan with that weird diverse comic book yeah but you see that's what i mean like they're gonna have to get creative and touring is not gonna be a viable option because the money yeah i mean i think 80s you know there were some of their shows were sold out i don't think all of them were but some of their shows were sold out and they think they really just had to cancel some vip stuff because it was too close to the stage and they want to have more protection and it's i don't know like i just feel one it's not sustainable it really isn't Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm to this idea of integrity is really and pushing you know self-production as integrity is also not gonna is not sustainable either because the manufactured weird shit about k-pop is what brought a lot of people into it we we don't need like no no shade no shade to k-pop because i am a k-pop fan but if i really wanted deep lyrics in a song i would go with music that i could understand I'm, I'm I'm sorry, like that's. Oh just, my like, god, now I'm I'm literally. No, but I cannot. There's so this. many layers to that. Seriously. Yeah, because, but like that's what I'm, yeah. I would go with the easier option. You know, it's like you said yeah. the thing that shouldn't be said, right? No, I know, I know. No, and I'm, it so, makes you know? so much sense. How much can you really understand when you don't speak the language, even when it's translated? You're not getting, you don't, you know, you don't have that perspective of somebody that speaks it and understands it. I mean, just think about all the in Japanese. Yeah. all the, the different tones all the different implications of this word or that word and you know this kanji or that you know there's so much that is mis- not understood misunderstood when you don't have okay that. Can, I, can, can i say something yes <laughs> to, to you guys say, okay first thing i want to say is i definitely agree with what you guys are saying the first thing i want the next thing i want to say is i do think that korean music is a lot more accessible though than say um Chinese music or even Thai music because as I just Korean is just easy 
to learn. It's not very difficult to learn. That sounds so messed up to say. Okay, I won't say it's not very difficult to learn. I'll just say that it's a language that lends itself to, that if you speak English natively, to learning it easily. So if if people were actually doing that, then I would believe that the lyrics matter to them. But honestly, people are not doing that because they don't actually care. That's not, they want to say they're there for that. They want to say that they're, you know, this, that, and other, but that's not what... (laughs) I mean, we've we've seen we talked about that earlier with um all of these people who always say my artist does this and does that. And it's just OK, but you don't even understand it and you don't even want to put the effort in to understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I'm sure you guys were saying that already, but I just wanted to say because like. I don't want to make it seem like. You can't take steps to to learn what the music is saying no or no, or no you can definitely thinking. take steps to learn what the language is saying or maybe just you know connect to the lyrics the translations that you see yeah. there mm-hmm. but i also for me personally music is not always about lyrics sometimes right. it's emotion sometimes it's you know the singer themselves mm-hmm. i love a lot of Taylor's music i don't need translations to know that i connect to her voice all the time and i enjoy it very much mm-hmm. and so Girl, sometimes i'll be listening i was listening to 679 the other day yeah. y'all know fetty wap <laughs> and monty i was listening to that the other day and i was thinking to myself dang i don't understand a single word they saying, but i love it <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a bump right a it's a bump yeah so this is what i mean and right? they, like they, maybe... talk, they speak in english <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you know maybe you know we're not supposed to say that part out loud but right. this whole idea of, I just feel like there's so many aspects of what K-pop is right now that's not sustainable. It just isn't in, in the grand scheme of things. And that's why in Japanese media, nobody ever questions if these groups are authentic or not. Nobody cares because mm-hmm. like the music is good. That's what people that's want. In Korea, in Korea, it's everybody is arguing about what's more authentic, what's more in, what has more integrity, what's real. Nobody gives a fuck. I'm sorry. Like I think I'm, dip- oh, sorry. go ahead. I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I think if people were more honest about their own intentions and you know the things about the things that they I think we wouldn't have so many of these fandom issues. We wouldn't have so many people. I love Sony's music. Is it good? Not all the time. I can admit that. And I have openly admitted that. Is GOT7 B, maybe now a C grade group? Yes. I love them up to bits and I think their music is fantastic. I think if people were more honest about things and stopped lying and stopped trying to make their group seem they are stop trying to justify why you like something. Just just that's the thing. And that's the thing with everything. It's not just K-pop. I think it's everything. People spend so much time trying to justify mm-hmm. why they like things that they, oh I think God. they sometimes forget why they like it in the beginning. Yeah. Look, so. let me let me tell y'all a quick anecdote about that. So I was having a conversation with somebody about anime and this person was embarrassed that they liked anime given our age and given um, all, a couple other things that go into that 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 i'm not going to get too deep into but this person was kind of embarrassed at the anime which was very weird because i'm not used to that most i hate to say it this way but most black people we wear our anime love on our uh, on our i wear my dragon ball like, yeah, like sweater I said, to the grocery store all the time i don't care <laughs> yeah like but, but you know what but but you know what's even what's funny about that is i feel so the person the reason why i'm mention the black people part because this person is a person of asian descent and 
very specifically who was born and raised in Asia, right? And and I think this is an important point because I feel like culturally, most Black people, I'm not going to say all, but most Black people I've come in contact with, we kind of, we like what we like and we're not, we don't apologize for it and it just is what it is. I feel like that's that's why in our cultures, um, and I say cultures because there's more than one culture amongst Black people, um, I feel largely what connects us is that level of creativity. And I feel we're allowed to be creative because we're not concerned with being what everybody else wants us to be. And we're just concerned with being what we want to be. Like what comes first is what we care about. And you know what I mean? And in, in, in a very, you know, I don't care what people think kind of way. I'd have no shame in talking about, yeah, I like K-pop. I mean, do I like all of it? No. Do I most of it? <laughs> Probably, not. Probably not. But you know what? It's fun. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Especially it's provocative. when you get to talk about yes. it's provocative, <laughs> it gets me going. right? And 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 I thought if more fans own that, then more groups would be able to own that, and then maybe <laughs> the music would start to be a little better. <laughs> like, the whole yeah, think, industry would be better. I At least the fans would be better. Fans were honest about it and honest about the songs that they don't like, and not a year later or after the fact. You know, um, now that this era is gone, I can admit that I didn't like it. I'm confused about why you pretended to like a song and streamed it. <laughs> that don't make no sense to me, but okay. Uh, okay. But yeah, no, honestly, I think I agree completely. And I love that. I love this whole discussion that we're having because it, I feel like it's a great way to sort of discuss what K-pop has been so far, especially in the years of 20, 2019, 2020, and 2021 specifically with that BTS kind of explosion and all these groups and the international success. You know, we're having artists chart on the Billboard charts longer than, you know, a week or two nowadays as well, too. And so we're definitely seeing uh, more of a presence of K-pop but more of a presence of the consumerist side of K-pop, more so than any respectability. And that's the thing. People respect the hell. When I went to go see Dragon Ball Super Broly <laughs> in theaters, that theater was packed, okay? Like, that theater had so many people. I had to sit at the front because I didn't get there early enough, okay? But I was, I'm sitting here. I don't care if my neck hurts. I don't care if I'm too close to the screen. I'm watching this movie in the theater, okay? So, so I feel that there is this level of respectability and this, the the fact that these these industries in these other countries are self, they're self um Sorry, I lost the script there. But they can, they, they basically don't need outside um, investments. They don't need outside right. consumerism. They don't really need that because they don't they, need the validation. They don't, they don't need, need the validation. Mm -hmm. They don't, that's the thing about J Japan. Japan will do, they will literally produce anything and be like, and what? Hey. And hey. Just you know, keep it on like, their shores forever. Be like, what translations? No. And no translations, and they will have a fan base because, as I said, people respect it. With K-pop, this is why K-pop groups don't last that long. It's because it's, and if they do, it's hardcore fans who are just fans. They're fans of the group. They don't really care about the quality. They don't really care about, you know, the effort. A lot of they, they don't really care about the effort. something to be interested in. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's why K-pop has, you know, there's all these comebacks and there's so much content. So Going 17, BTS Run, um, Hard Carry. They have so much content that they have to continuously provide because people need it. They need it more than they need actual people music. People were bitching because um, uh, Taehyun did not do a V-Live for his birthday. And it's like, they're on the break. I don't know. I guess because the other guys did. But yeah. yeah, that was the thing. And it's let him have a 
damn break. Yeah, but, and that's the it, thing. exactly. Yeah, so I, I think, oh, let me say what Jay had to say real quick. Okay, yeah. so his general thoughts were, oh. maybe it's because of Miss Rona, but everyone seemed tired. Idols did their job as best as they could, and some delivered good music while, while others took rest. Online concerts could be a source of revenue for groups in general. Idols still, capital still, need education and training to be cultural sensi- culturally sensitive. And I mean, we saw this with Lady Giselle, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but you know, there were a lot of crazy things that happened this year. I'm pretty sure, honestly, time has no meaning, but I'm pretty sure that issue with skirt skirt on the N word was not just a problem for Giselle this year. And we had the whole white power trending. We have the continued erasure of anything negative that any groups are ever doing because their fans would rather them, you know, they'd rather hide the truth and not educate their favorite or, you know, hold them to a certain standard than, you know, just, I guess, let them go off wild and be all crazy and shit. So I don't know. But I don't know. I agree with Jay. I think that online concerts are a good source of revenue. Obviously, you're not charging to something, you know, for a ticket, but also you're not renting out an expensive venue and having to pay, you know, transportation costs for a lot of these things to go to different venues. So I don't, I actually don't know what the breakdown is and how much money you are losing by doing an online concert or if there is a benefit to it. But I I have actually enjoyed the online fan meets that I've seen and the online concerts mm-hmm. that I've seen. How do the online fan okay. meets work? I saw Bam Bams and Young J's and JB's. And um, it's like I mean, it's put really... a phone in front of them. Well, they have a camera. They have sets and stages. They have segments. So they do you mean the big fan meets. Oh, I thought you meant yeah, like yeah. the what the face to face ones. What are those? Oh called? no, no. So they so they have done in person fan meets, and so Bam Bam did one before he went back to Thailand. Mm-hmm. And basically, I'm talking about the ones where you literally talk to. A fan oh, like the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like been the doing that. Yeah, yeah. They've been doing those FaceTime things. Um, I've never done one, but I. Everybody has been doing them for of real. Of course like, you haven't. We would have known if you had. <laughs> I would have recorded it still. But yeah. <laughs> um, but they have done in-person album signing, fan signings. Uh, so, but it's 30 people. No one's allowed to talk because everyone's wearing masks. And basically they have a plastic shield around the idol. And I think you pass the book to the manager. The manager passes it to the idol. They sign it and you talk through the plastic or it's, and it's only 30 people so it's not a lot of people so I don't really know I guess it's good for the idols because they like being in person with their fans but I don't, I don't know do FaceTime. hey idols do need to start doing idols uh, k-pop needs to start doing those families that they do um for Thai dramas because Thai drama families are so efficient at getting your money they <laughs> I've seen them pass around collection plates <laughs> like they're good <laughs> they're really good <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, uh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, let me let me see. I think I actually wrote something down as well too. Let me see what I wrote. Okay. Oh. So I wrote I that. We yeah. Well, no, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> we were having that whole discussion. But I wrote for my general thoughts on 2021 is that it's a huge improvement on 2020 uh, in terms of the music, mostly because I feel like this this year's music was much stronger, and the girl groups brought all the fire and older idol groups um returned without missing a beat so that's kind of my 2021 in a nutshell you know obviously it's still not safe out there guys the rona's here omarion's here we had delta for a bit we're gonna get the new remix later i don't know um so i think we should just you know stay safe try to enjoy what you enjoy 
Um, Because you can't change the Rona situation. You really can't, guys. So just got to pick your battles where you can and and find your happiness where you can. So I I think that's kind of my general 2021 thoughts on on this. And with K-pop specifically, like, chill. People, just chill. Save your money. I'm just ready for the bubble to burst so it can go back to being a niche thing and therefore being fun again (laughs) make k-pop fun again um well this has been (laughs) so enlightening and fun and i love spewing the hot takes i'm glad this was a longer episode because i think the listeners deserved and needed it and we talked about a lot of good stuff as well Thank you.